Hi, you just got home. What do you, do you want to tell everyone what happened to you? What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, my power outage. Yes. It's been a big part of your life for two days. Go ahead. More than two days. Um, yeah, there was a gigantic power outage in my neighborhood because someone smashed into a power line and caused a bushfire and in the interim knocked out the power, not just the power lines, but the underground power. It affected the underground power, which I think is more challenging to fix from. So when you say someone knocked like driving, obviously, I mean, someone lost control, someone lost control with their car. I don't know who or how and smashed into the pole line so badly that the damn thing like fell, like fell to the ground and took out, I think, another one with it. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And I've been, um, you know, doing late nights all week. So I found out I about know. this. And um, it's, uh, it's not fun. There's nothing fun about it. Well, you were at work and then you, you came home and you tried to read by flashlight, correct? And you're like, this sucks. And you got a hotel. Yeah, I got home because, you know, when you get home from work, like you're kind of wired and you need to, you know, just kind of decompress for a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not like you just dive into bed. Well, when you're you lose power, you have nothing. I mean, I do, do, but I know a lot of people like to wind down. But, you know, like take a shower, like, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Take a shower. Oh, God. Yeah, it was hellish. So um, I stayed in a hotel because I needed power. I know because you didn't have internet. You didn't have. I had nothing. If my call time got shifted, I wouldn't have known. And then the dog does does not like traveling. This dog is very much. I like my home. Don't take me any place. I don't even like getting into your car. So she's out of sorts. And then you know it's it's been a whole thing, a whole whole thing. So you just got home last night. I got home last night. Yeah. How come you didn't sleep one more night in the hotel since you had already paid for it? Because I'd rather sleep in my own bed. Got it. With all of my okay. comforts. Are you drinking a glass of white wine or is that green tea? It's green tea. It looks Thanks, refreshing. Kate. You always make me sound like I'm just like a boozer <laughs> in the day. <laughs> it's a Sunday. Who cares? We had a long week. It Why is not? Sunday. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it homemade or did you buy it from a can? My new thing or my thing in the summer is I brew tea. Cute. And then I, I buy like these glass containers in my fridge mm-hmm. and I put different teas in them. Ooh. So I have iced tea. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. You have to over. think ahead. It's kind of a thing you have to be, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to come over this but week my, um, with the dog so I can have that tea. My tea drawer that you got to witness a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's impressive. I was very proud of it. I had a night where I don't know what happened, but I log on to Celestial Seasonings. And this isn't an ad. This really <laughs> happened. <laughs> and I was like, I need to broaden my tea horizon. So I start looking up all these teas. And there's some really fun ones out there. <laughs> the one I had was a good time. I think it was a vanilla. Well, they made it for you. It was yeah. a vanilla maple tea. Yeah, vanilla maple something. I make a lot of tea at night. Uh-huh. I have my sleepy time tea every night. I don't even need it, but I like it. And then I put my Manuka honey in it. Yep. And then, yeah, I so now I'm icing them. I don't know. That's a great idea. I should, I should, it's, that's, I should try it's doing that sometime. It's real old timey over here. I know, but it's good. Sleepy time does nothing for me. I'm just drinking tea. There's no effect afterward. Oh my God. I don't know if it's, if I'd be falling asleep anyway. I'm guessing 99% I would be, but I enjoy it as a wind down. Like just as you're saying, like what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Like a little hot cup of tea at night. 
I, I suppose I could have come home during my blackout, like when I got home at two in the morning and there was the blackout. I suppose I could have, you know, stumbled my way into the kitchen and, you know, because the gas still worked. So I could, you know. No, but your pilot light wouldn't have. Well, yeah, light it with a match. Or I don't know where the matches are. I have no idea. Do you idea. not have anyway. an earthquake kit, like a survival kit around? Somewhere. You might want to know where that is. Seeing that I we know. had a freaking earthquake the other day. Oh, oh yeah. So scary. Oh yeah. That was, that. did that wake you up too? It did, but I sleep so deeply that at the end, I remember I was like, oh God. And I, like I got up and I <laughs> got sweatpants. I was preparing myself with some sweatpants. But I do have to say the pandemic made us really get our survival kits together. They're good. They're really good now. You both were very good about getting all of that preparation. Meanwhile, I said, I'm going to Brazil. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember that decision. <laughs> Kate, I looked at you like you had eight heads. I know. But I didn't want to get in the way of your vacation. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> Because you like, didn't look, think I had good info. I had really good intel. I know you I had like, good intel. To me. It, yeah. Felicia, I know you had good intel. However, it's, I mean, listen, it's all in, it, you know, it's all in hindsight. But at that time, mm. I could not compute what that would look like. And nor did I think it would happen like, um, like, like a brush fire. Exactly so, how I told you how it happened. Yeah. Right. So I learned my lesson. Next time there is a potential of a pandemic, don't go to another country. Just don't fucking do it. It's simple as that. Save it for when you're not in a pandemic. So yeah. It's a little more enjoyable otherwise. (laughs) Listen, I had brought two books that I had committed to read. I thought I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to completely disengage and read these two books and just have a vacation I haven't had in God only knows how many years. And instead, I lived on my phone and had an anxiety attack every time a news alert came on. Mm-hmm. Or you saw my face. Or I saw your in, face. That was just getting becoming in, more and more pale as each call came in. <laughs> Truly. I mean, like the fear and the blood. Just even when you tried to like face. show me, ar- even when you were trying to show me around the beach and how pretty it was there, I couldn't even pretty? take it in. It was pretty, <laughs> but I was, I just was like, none of it matters. Get out of matter. there. Get out. Well, you can't. Uh, I, I was I really walking a line there. I was walking a line to not ruin your time, but also like tell listen, you, to you weren't back. ignorant to listen. We're not ignorant people. We knew you were what for was a couple of on. days. No, a couple of days you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because the irony was that back then in Brazil, everyone there was like Corona, whatever. Like they were like, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, cut two, and poor Brazil is just having the worst outbreak ever. So you're right, Leash. You're right. Don't travel during the. Oh, uh, I don't pandemic. need to be right. Yeah. Well. Whatever. But now my... Who doesn't like being right? I don't care about being right. I would like just for you to know that you might want to put together an earthquake kit. That's all. Just I'll get that's on it. top of that. Okay. I'll get on top Listen, of it today is our favorite day of the month. It's Q&A podcast day. It's These my favorite. These are my favorites. It's your favorite. Me too. Because it's like a, it's like a mixed bag. It's like a, you know... Mixed nuts. What are we going to get? We don't know, but we're excited. Right. You guys know we love to do a little spring refresh, and a great place to start with is, surprise, your luggage. I mean, I don't know about you, Kate, but I have, like, in my shed, probably a lot more luggage than I need. Well, when I got this space bag, 
I was like, buy old luggage. I have the perfect bag now. Before I started using base, I would notice their bags like the weekender or the suitcase. And it would be like, okay, next time that'll be mine because they just look sleek and they're easy to use. And now that's me. I have one. I can confidently say these things make your life infinitely better. Yeah. And base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. You have 360 degree glided wheels, cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Well, our listeners can also have base with our 15% off first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash pants. You go to basetravel.com slash pants, you get your 15% off for your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash pants. Helix. I love every chance we get to talk about our mattresses. I had the most fabulous night of sleep last night. We did. We both, you went to bed at nine. I went to bed at, I think, 9.30. Before I woke up at 5 a.m. because I had to watch these episodes for the recap. But those hours, those hours in bed were luxury, right? I was in bliss. Because you were on your Helix mattress. All warm and cozy. I was. I actually have had a better night of sleep on this Helix mattress than I've had on any other mattress I've slept on in ages. You know why? Because you took the quiz. That's right. Helix offers a lineup of 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix uh, Elite Collection, which is a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how do you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They have the right questions. And your personalized mattress is then shipped straight to your door free of charge. Doesn't going to a mattress store seem like so old school now? Completely. Very analog. And by supporting Helix, you're allowing them to support our show. Thanks, everyone. So go purchase your Helix and thank us for your best night's sleep. Next time you see us. You can thank us in person. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows to our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash pants and use code HELIXPARTNER20. That is their best offer yet and won't last long. Because with Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, Kate. Well, you know I love wine. I just watched the movie Sideways. Oh. And I wanted to have a glass of wine after watching Paul Giamatti describe so beautifully different notes of wine. Fantastic movie, but I don't know as much as the experts in Sideways know about wine. I don't, I don't. And that's why, well, that's why First Leaf is so great for all of us because they're going to help us through the process. This wine club personalizes wines for you. They'll ask you what you're into. Do you like almonds? Yes. Do you like chocolate? I love it. They're like, Leisha, say no more. Here's the wine for you. How great is that? So are you excited about trying First Leaf? I'm so excited to try First Leaf. Okay, great. Also, the more wines you choose on First Leaf, the more they get to know you and the more like distinct they get with what they're picking for you. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash pans to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash pants. Tryfirstleaf.com slash pants. All right, let's start. Hi, guys. My name is Cindy, and I just want to say, first of all, that I love your show. And my question to you all is, as you know, Women's uh, International Women's Day just passed. What are the three women in your life that inspired you to be who you are today? 
and how and why did they inspire you? Oh, that's deep. It's really deep. It's a mm. great question. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I get, pa- I panic. When someone puts you on the spot. Well, no, like, inter- you know how I hate interviews? Who enjoys an interview, Leash? I think people that are very well-spoken, very articulate, they have a huge vocabulary. They have a lot to say. They care about what people think. I, you know, someone like that would like an interview or someone who likes to talk about themselves. I don't enjoy any of the above or have the skill. So like the second, like a really good question comes, I'm like, oh God, it's here. Uh And I, and I worry, I worry through the whole question before I even think about the answer. Or you feel like you have to answer it so quickly and. Then you look back and you're like, oh, I don't know. Actually, I thought of something better. It's like name your favorite. I mean, this is much, you know, this is less important. But like, what are your three favorite songs? Like, Don't put that on me on the spot. Right. Don't put that on me. (laughs) Well, they they just want to know, you know, and I get it. And I, you know, number one, duh, my mother. I mean, my mom was the greatest person I've ever Mm -hmm. met. To this day, she was such a kind person. She was a nurse. She was the greatest mother. She had an amazing sense of humor. And she always supported me in whatever I felt like I wanted to do. She just had my back. And she was like the greatest mother that ever lived. Not only did I try to like find my mother in life, probably through relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to be as amazing as Jane? Oh, nobody. Okay. I just always wanted to be as awesome as her. Still yet to have reached that goal, but definitely my mom. Yeah. My mom is a pretty unique human being. And I know as I've gotten older, I've inherited so many more of her traits than I think I had when I was younger. You really have. I've watched it happen. Yeah. I'm a witness. Yeah. And, but what I always uh, love about her is her very direct approach to things and her conviction. I don't know. She's a really unique human being. And it's like, she's very nurturing and she has a wicked sense of humor. She's painfully honest, very direct, incredibly intuitive, excellent taste. She drives me crazy, but I love her so much. And it's just been my mom and I since I was 26. So mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think her and I have actually grown closer in those years because of it. And I got to give it up to Mary. I'll give it up to Mary, too. She's such a fucking cool woman. Can we have her on as a guest? Would that be too personal? I, I think she'd be amazing. <laughs> You know, I thought about it before and I and I mentioned that to you and there is an element of it's kind of crossing the line for me, but also mm-hmm. technically, do you think that woman knows what a podcast is? No, but she doesn't have to know. We just have to help her record. Right. And, and then, how, how do you how um, do you plan to do that? She doesn't have a cell phone. She doesn't want one. She has a phone with a cord. I haven't come up with the answer. I just know that yeah. there might be a way. And we'll I, I just think it would be we'll really, talk. really, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, we'll talk. my friend Heather has always been a huge inspiration to me. Super creative. I don't know. One of those people you can't believe that they're real because they're so awesome. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. She just, I don't know. She, she just always went the second I met her. I was kind of wanted to be like her, but she was my peer. Was it like an mm-hmm. odd, you know, to want to be like someone who's 
the same age as you. It's funny, but mm-hmm. I don't know. She always inspired me. These are, are these weird? This, I mean, there's a weird answers maybe because people don't know the, any of these people. You no, know, it's not just weird. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm, there's other people and I'm just, for whatever reason, my, I have a brain fog today from either lack of sleep or late hours. I don't know, but I'm not coming up with people. And... I don't think you need to. It was just a question. But listen, you maybe by the end of this, you'll think of someone. But let's move on. There's more questions. Hi, my name is Hannah and um, I'm from L.A. I love you guys so much and thank you so much. Um, I'm about to enter my first relationship ever and it's also my first time being with a girl. Um, do you have any advice on how to be the best partner as a first timer? Thanks. <laughs> um, That's cute. A first timer. Yeah, congratulations. Whether you're with a girl, a boy, anything, anyone, it doesn't matter. Just be yourself. Be your authentic, sweet self. You can't go wrong. And if they don't like it, they're lost. Here's what I think lesbians fall, the trap we all fall into. Because we don't have like the different sexes with different interests. Oh, you already know what I'm going to say. I think that it's really, 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 really hard to maintain autonomy in a lesbian relationship because everything we do, we want to do together. Not only because we love the person we're with, but it's like if you go get a mani-pedi, you know, you go like, oh, let's go get a mani-pedi. Right. Or you go, um, you do like a lot of girl things together. It'd be like the way you would spend time with a best friend if you were a straight person. But you also share friends as well. I mean, that's also right. You share friends. That's what I'm saying. You share friends, you share interests, you uh, vacation together. Like, here's the thing that I've always found fascinating. Like, I find that straight women go on girls getaways, girls weekends, yeah. like their whole life. Right. It's like, oh, I'm going to go with my my friends from college. I'm going to go. For, yeah. Well, as lesbians, we do that stuff together. Like yeah. I don't go on vacation with my friends without, without my partner because, yeah, because it's like, oh, they're your friends, too. And I'm going away. And of course, exactly. we're going to go together. Exactly. So my advice is to as hard as you can try to find that sort of separation in the larger points of your life, Mm -hmm. like places in your life. So you can always feel like you're bringing your full self to someone and they don't know everything about you or you, you maintain sort of like an excitement, like, or interest outside of that person and don't feel guilty to not share it all with that person. Also on that note, don't neglect the rest of your life. It's very exciting when you meet someone and it's all fresh and new and sexy and fun, but don't neglect everything else, whether it's your friends or your job or even your home or your family. Don't put, find a balance, um, even like in terms of sleepovers, like there's like that U-Haul joke is there for a reason and it's lasted for this long because of a reason. There's still relevancy to it, even down to like spending the night. Keep it sexy. Don't do it all the time. Don't. Oh, you're don't telling move. her not to move move in right away and don't, do all that. Well, I'm saying don't give up. Like, don't neglect other parts of your life, like your friendships or your family or whatever it is that you do in your life for this person. Find that balance. But to find that balance is also having boundaries and maintain those boundaries. Don't sleep over every night. Don't let those sleepovers every night turn into, well, I guess I live here, so maybe I should just move in. I'm telling you right now, it'll end horribly. Don't do it. Like, 
just it doesn't find... always end horribly, no, but that's will. funny. No, it will. It will if you don't <laughs> take your time. Maybe because it's her first time. It's her first that's time. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. you have to like, you ha- and even if it's not your first time, like you get enthusiastic about someone. Like you, Leisha, have been like that way. So have I. Like you don't look, you don't, like, your perception is a bit off. So just maintain your boundaries and take your sweet ass time and don't make please don't move in right away just i'm begging you you'll you'll thank me later don't do it yeah and it's not easy it's very hard to to not well, do that but it, but you know what it comes out of convenience right because it's like oh you know we well, spend every day together and you sleep over and you sleep we sleep over together and you know like women like we love a cozy nook and so you get two women together well let's you know domesticate and it happens very quickly and then you move mm-hmm. in and you're like, great, like there's not enough closet space. And like, oh, it was kind of fun when I was able to leave and come back. Now I can't. And it's like all of these things, they're little, but they add up. I'm with you. Hi, Kate and Leisha. My name is Lydia, and I'm a big fan of the pod. I'm an acting student, so I love when you share behind the scenes moments and experiences from filming the L Word. I'd love to know how the show handles intimate scenes. Do you work with an intimacy choreographer? And were there any changes in intimacy protocol from the original series and then to the reboot that was created after the Me Too movement began? Thank you so much for answering my question. I love you both. Keep up the great work. Bye-bye. That's a good question. Um, that is a good question. Let me tell you, a lot has changed since a when we were on the air. A lot has changed. Back in the day on the original show, we were our own intimacy coordinators, Um we were lucky, though. I mean, we had a very respectful crew. We had great directors. Um, the people we worked with were respectful. And we were all figuring it out together as well. I mean, it was like the first super duper lesbian show. And so you're like, oh, how do we shoot this? But you get on set and you're like, all right, well, let's like map out like the movements and like how we're going to do this. I mean. And there yeah. wasn't someone, you know, hanging over your head saying, asking you every 10 seconds, are you OK with that? Is that OK for you? You figured it out with your with your the other actor and the director and then the DP just to make sure, you know, they could catch it all. And now there's a big protocol where you have to have like intimacy coordinator meetings and then you have to meet with them again and talk with a director and suss it out. And it's a lot of red tape you have to go through. And, and a lot of like uh, side calls and side texts. Like, oh, yeah. The, the side. Were you comfortable on that call today? How was your experience after that? Blah, blah, are you blah. feeling, are you, are feeling, you feeling good about where this is going? Good about where it's going. Are there things you don't want? And then you have to go break down, like, what are you comfortable showing? What are you not comfortable showing? What are you getting? And then work out, what are you going to wear? What are you going to? It's none of that existed before. We were all just thrown into it and we all yeah. figured it out together. And, but you know, I have to say it's like, and I think there's a great thing with that intimacy coordinator. Like, I think it's a really great thing to have, but oh, also yeah. It can be a little, not limiting, but it's really hard to sit there and say, well, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and I'm going to do the other and then this when like you're not in the space that you're filming that in because you don't know what it looks like. You don't know, like we can pontificate about it all day long, but until you get into that space, it's it's a, you know, I like don't hold me at my word that I'm going right, to raise my right hand at this moment when we're not there yet. I've gone through meetings where like you set up like, the couch that it's going to be like, not the literal couch, but a couch, like, and you set the room up, like it's going to be on the day. And then you like, okay, I'm going to go here. And then you're going to go here. And like, like, you know, like that threesome last year, like we had, a, we, I think we had like two meetings before. Right. But you had, shot it. But you, 
Right. But you had Stephanie and you had time to like the certain every director works differently. Some will get in there like Rose Trochet used to like really get in there and like figure out the nuance and the beats. And Stephanie seemed to be like that as well. But other directors aren't always yeah, and like Sepeda. that. We all well, we wanted to we wanted to get it right. I think it's an important person on set now because I think, well, I don't think I mean, obviously things have gone awry on sets and in the world yeah. of, you know, gross people. Uh, it's never happened on our set, but I think, you know, it's good. It's good to have that person around just in case somebody feels uncomfortable. They have someone to go to or whatever. But yeah, boy, is it different. If you watch that show, normal people, you saw that, right? I loved it. Like, I'm sorry. Those are the best sex scenes, period. They are so well. They were amazing. Mm -hmm. And that intimacy coordinator wasn't just a coordinator. It's like she was a choreographer in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so well done and thought out and like, you know, and like they got in, like, it, you can tell it was a very collaborative experience with the actors and, and her and like just sussing it out. And Yeah, but Kate, you don't like when someone gets in and tries to choreograph stuff like that. I would. I would if I was in the space. I can't do it on a phone call. I can't do it on a Zoom. I can't do it. I can't talk about it. I have to be. Like they were rehearsing it and they like, it was a real like choreography. It was a real dance. And, you know, it was, and it was beautifully shot. Right. But mm-hmm. what yeah. I'm saying is you don't always get the chance to get into that space and rehearse it and just, you know, rarely dry run the beats. Right. So that's what I'm saying in terms of like, I can't talk, like I can talk to you on the phone about it, but I don't know what the space looks like. Hey, hey, ladies. This is Ashley from Detroit, Michigan. I'm just, uh, sitting here in my room. I actually have COVID right now and um, been definitely watching some of your guys' stuff. You guys are freaking hilarious. Uh, huge fans. Uh, anyway, um, I got a question for you guys. What is one of your most embarrassing moments? Simple but straight to the point. Could be publicly, could be personal. I'd love to hear it. I hope you guys are well. Stay safe. Um, thank you so much. Um, take care. Bye. I'm so sorry you have COVID. I mean, seriously, Ashley. Please. My God. Yeah. I hope you're okay. I hope it, yeah, I hope you get past Oof. it as quickly as possible. But that question goes along with the first question of like, who are the three people that inspire you? I don't know off the top of my head the most embarrassing thing. I've been around a while. Like I really have to like, I've you know, go so through it. I've had so many embarrassing moments. Oh my God. I did have, I did have a funny one with a celebrity once that'll, I just, for the, for the life of me, like for the rest of my life, I will just always be like, I can't believe you did that. Uh, it was Madonna. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I was with someone at the time who, you know, knew a lot of fancy people. We went to a dinner after the Grammys one year, long, long time ago. And Madonna performed. She was amazing. Da, da, da. We're at dinner at the end of the show. And I was like at the other end of the table and I, I gave her like, someone was talking about her, her uh, performance and I gave her two big thumbs up. To, to, I put my <laughs> thumbs in the air. <laughs> Like two little guns. I bet that meter. And I gave her a like. I gave her a like. That was awesome. And I, I remember looking down at them like I can't believe they're out. And what are you doing? And like I died inside. And I'll never get it. 
<laughs> such a dumb, stupid little story, but it haunts me. And I kind of flashes in my head sometimes. Maybe she thinks back and she's like, I remember that girl that I, that I think I met. Oh, yeah, and, totally. and she gave me the sure, two thumbs sure. up and, you know, um, <laughs> is that trauma for you? Or is it just an embarrassing thing? No, it's thing? just like you just wish it didn't, hadn't happened. But it was like full Nebraska came out of me. And I just was giving her like a mom, right. you know, a mom after, I don't know. Not cool. Just not cool. The first thing that pops into my head when asked that question is being in grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I repeated second grade. Oh. Yeah. So, and that's not really. Why, you got where, it wrong the first time. I just had trouble. I just had trouble keeping up. I think something was going on, and I just wasn't able to. I think I was a bit. I think I was enrolled a year too early, and I just was having trouble. I was just. I was not. I was. I could like. I just was not good in school, and I was having some issues. So I had to repeat that second grade. But however, you know, although I repeated that second grade, the original class I was in was always now the grade ahead of me. So they were always around and kids are mean and the kids in my school were fucking mean and I got teased all the time and it was really embarrassing because I was constantly being reminded of that. And I don't know if that falls into embarrassment. Maybe that falls into trauma. But point is, is that it was really (laughs) like I remember my ears would get beat red and and my face, my my cheeks would get flushed. And yeah, like that's like that to me is embarrassing. I hate that you felt that way. Uh, and I hope they're all doing horrible I'm sorry. now. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like, you know, I just they Horribly, were it was they were, it was, but, it was know, very you know, I, it, it was second grade. It, yeah, well, no, I repeated second grade, Leisha. I did finish no. second grade, but <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, like that. That to me was just such an embarrassing period in my life for like years. What was it? Two to eight. So that's six years. Yeah, for six years. I'm sorry. That really blows. And I remember when I got to eighth grade, they had then left because then they had all gone off to high school. So they were out of the grade school. And it was like the biggest release because I didn't have to deal with them. Yeah. Bye. They were such they were such bullies, such bullies. My God, they were such bullies. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. So that's not to get all like, but rings true with embarrassment. That's how you felt. You were embarrassed. Yeah. Hi, Aunt Granny here. I remember prior to the original L Word, Lisha did some yogurt commercials, one of which got me to try the chocolate. Since you both are doing endorsements, I would think there are fans of yours in advertising who are missing a great opportunity to cast you both together for televised commercials. Is that an interest? What products and or services besides those you already endorse would interest you? And did Kate ever see any of Leisha's yoga commercials? Love the pants pod. I got to tell you, as funny it is as as it is that I was uh, in a slew of yogurt commercials, that time in my life, I was so, I, would, I don't want to say broke, but I was like, you know, I was struggling. I had like a band. That's the only, it was my only form of income. And when I moved to LA, I... Someone told me, oh, you should start doing commercials. And I was like, oh, this, okay, that sounds great. I got my Thomas guide. I got a commercial agent. And I would drive around all day long, all over the city. And I'd go to like five commercial auditions a day. And 
It was a lot of work until you got one. And then it was the greatest thing that ever happened to you because well, you shot. Well, it was a national. Well, yeah, but you shot one day and then this thing would air. It would just keep airing. And then they'd have to like buy a new cycle. If they're like, if it aired for 13 weeks, you'd get another check in the mail for the next chunk. But you'd get these, I call it mailbox money. And you would just get these checks for this one day of work. And that's, that's it. You didn't have to keep going to work. It was the one day and you get the checks. And I was like, and people would make fun of commercials back then. I was like, oh, you do commercials. And I was like, jokes on you because I, I'm surviving on this shit right now. And it was great. And that YoPlay commercial, they kept asking me back. Let me tell you, that was a godsend. They kept asking me to do more. And I was like, happily. Yeah, absolutely. Take them coins. Anyway, I'd love to do a commercial with you. How fun would that be? I would 100% do a commercial with you. It's just, I, I want it to be a national commercial. Okay. Absolutely. I did a Fleet Bank commercial once, many, many years ago. It was like one of the first things I had done. And oddly enough, I wound up doing a play with the guy who I was doing the commercial with many years later. Oh, that's random. Yeah, but I don't think I saw much of a payday from that commercial. Fleet Bank, I think it was only certain parts of the country that had it. Yeah, I've never heard of that bank. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. That's why the money wasn't all that great. I did not get to live off of my Fleet Bank commercial money. <clears throat> that was not doing me any favors. <sighs> okay, we got another one. Hi, um, this is Nicole. And I have kind of a random wedding related question. My half-sister asked me to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. And I have a history of having some alternative hair colors. And I found out via our other half-sister today that she asked her to request, well, not even really request, to tell me to have normal hair for the wedding. And there was no reason given or anything. And I can't decide if I'm being too sensitive about this or not. But, um, yeah, I, I just was curious. Am I, am I overreacting for thinking that this is an absurd demand to be made? <laughs> I, I know. Mean, I, just met your, your I mean, I the love truth, this question. The truth is people really take weddings so seriously and it has oh to be God. so traditional and it has to have the color palette. And I envision the bridesmaids looking like this and the backdrop going to be that. And I mean, bride, like, Bridezillas do exist. Maybe your sister-in-law, yeah. maybe your, your, your half-sister or sister-in-law is one of them. First of all, I think, no, you are not overreacting. I think this is uh -uh. a ridiculous request. That's what I'm um, saying. If she's so troubled by your hair color, then why did she ask you to be in the in the wedding party? Um, Wait a second. No, on, you're you. What? Wait a second. Didn't she, didn't her, didn't her other sister relay that message to her? Yeah, because the her sis, the one the one having the wedding is is too chicken shit to a actually ask her to not have that hair color. Right. So she's having her other sister. Bridezilla's overwhelmed about what china she's going to use. Hey, can you reach out? Yeah, reach out to the alternative sister and ask her. Uh, first of all, I'm sure it looks amazing, and yeah. she's lucky to have you in the wedding. She should 100% allow you to be who you are. I'm sorry, it's a big ask to be part of a wedding. Especially when it's a traditional wedding. It's like, hey, like I want to put you in this ugly, uncomfortable dress and I need you to do this and you have to be at the rehearsals for that. And God only knows what other requirements, right? Every every bride is different. So that's a big ask. 
and then they want to like huge. transform your look because it doesn't fit their color yeah. palette. You know what it is? No. It's the, I bet it's the pictures. I bet she's like, I'm going to have my pictures it's and all the about whole the wedding party. And then there's going to be like blue hair and like whatever. Exactly. Get over it. Get, and, or, and you know what? Worry about statement. your, worry about your marriage. What? Say no. Say, you know what? No, I'm not. It's not my yeah, wedding. You don't have to be in the, be like, I no. love you. I'm really excited about your wedding. It's going to be but great. Not, I'll like, be there in changing. full support, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna, not changing. No. I'm not By doing the way, this whole changeover expensive. for a day. That's the other thing. It's like, I don't understand these people who treat weddings with all this shit. You know how much money it is? You're essentially paying so much money for everyone else to have fun. Like, hey, everybody that Wait, I know, family, me. friends. You lost me. Yeah. Because, well, who's paying for the wedding when you do weddings? Is it your friends? No, it's you or it's your parents or your spouse's parents or your spouse. But my point is that weddings with a whole whoop to do around it, you're basically paying for everyone else to have fun. You stress out about it for, you know, months on end, people do, and then come to the wedding. It's one day. It costs an exorbitant amount of money or it can. Yeah. Everyone else is getting drunk and, you know, feeding themselves on your dime to celebrate your love. Well, shut up. Like, go renovate a bathroom. <laughs> like, make something that, Look, like, lasts Kate, more than a day. But, yeah, I, I, I think I there are weddings. way more important things Ugh. to put money towards having to do with your uh, future with this person. Like, you got exactly. a lot. If you're really getting married, you're really going to do this thing, you renovate got a lot to worry kitchen. about. And it's exactly. not a party. The romantic side of me loves... I like... You know what I like about a wedding? It's not the party. It's not the, the dresses and the look. Who cares? It's the witnessing of the commitment you're making with that person. I think that's really cool. Like you're basically saying, gather around and I want you to witness that I am making this commitment with this person. So like when basically I look at it like if you're having a hard time years later, let's say I got married and I call you up in five years and I'm like, oh, I'm just going through this and I don't want to do this. And blah, blah, blah. I was a wit. You were a witness at my wedding and you go, here are the reasons you did it. And here are the reasons you have to stay. And here are the, da, da, da. like, I like that. It's sort of like a community circle around this idea of this commitment you're making with someone. So it's like, you don't just say it to the person like, Oh, let's get married. And Oh, we're so great. And let's do this. It's like, you have a bunch of people who saw it happen. Right. So you can lean on those people right. through the commitment. That's how I look at it. The rest, I'm like, eh. But that's a really beautiful, simple, like that's the beautiful symbolism of it. And breaking it down, it's very simple. And I get that. Right. But it's everything that surrounds it that gets all the focus. And it's, I'm oh, saying, it just seems like yeah. a waste of money and time and like, and stress. So again, to circle back to this girl's the hair. conundrum. No, don't change who you are. Sorry. If she doesn't no. like it, then find someone else. That's not your problem. Also, there's Photoshop. If she's going to really like be upset, you and know, take you out of the picture. She can color correct it. But you are right, Leisha. It's all about the photographer. That's what marks the memory. You hang right. it on your mantle. Right. And then they'll be like pink hair, blue hair, whatever color your hair is. I'm right. sure it's awesome. And I love colored hair. I'm like, mm -hmm. but it's going to stick out and it's going to be more prominent than the bride. Right. Your eye's going to go to the hair more than like right. the pretty dress that she spent thousands of dollars on. Yeah. And she doesn't want that. Oh, weddings. Okay. okay. What's next? What else we got? I uh, can't spot. I just want to start off saying like everybody else that really love listening to your podcast and you guys are a great um, start to my morning while I commute to work. 
I, my name is Reed, and I have a question about uh, friendship. I am friends with a couple that I met at my work, and um, we've become work friends and outside work friends. But as I hung out with them more, I realized that I am way more in tune or um, connected to the, like, wife's personality more than the husband. But they kind of act as a duo in everything. And I was wondering if you guys had to navigate friendships with a couple um, before and if you were connected to one personality and how you were able to navigate navigate that. Thank you so much. And I hope I um, didn't miss the cutoff for uh, Q&A. Oh, oh my God, I love this question. Reed, what Seriously. a great name. What a great name. I know Reed. that is a great name. Um, that's a that's a big one. That's a good scenario. That First she's of all, in. it's funny because we were just talking about lesbians doing this, how you can't do anything. And meanwhile, there's a straight couple that exactly. she's like, I'd rather oh, hang okay. out with the wife. Listen, 100% have Kate and I gone through this together with each other's uh, people <laughs> that we didn't love. So, for instance, Kate was with someone that I wasn't a big fan of and I had to like navigate how to hang out with Kate all the time without that person. And on the flip side, you went through the same. And boy, did you <laughs> fake it. And on the flip side, Leisha was with someone that I um, was not a fan of and I had to oh, deal. You had to deal with it. I'm really, again, I just want to apologize for that, that point in my life. It was a dark, dark moment. Leisha, Leisha, you don't need to apologize. However, apology accepted. And I want to express my remorse for putting you through the same thing because I know that was not easy. And I really, you know, you're a champ. You really just like powered Thanks. through that one. And anything for I. you. Thanks. Anything for you too. But yeah. So what's, so what's up with this couple? But Reed doesn't have, she would became friends with both of them. I know. And now she's like, uh, this guy. He gets annoying and she's starting to eye roll it, but she really likes the wife, but she's already established this dynamic. That's the rough part. And they work together and they're married. I think it can be a slow exit of friendship yeah. from the guy because you're just automatically going to hang out with the women more because you guys can go do, you can like, like I was saying before, you could go do like girly things yep. Yep. like, oh, honey, we're just going to like, this is the, this is the woman to her husband. She's like, honey, we're just going to go shopping. Like, sorry, yeah. you know, we're going to go get a man. And eventually and lunch. he'll get over it and he'll find a guy friend or another. I don't know. Well, but like, it doesn't really, I got to say, it doesn't really sound like that because they work together and they're married. That's a, and then they hang out together. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of lesbian energy in that straight couple. Um, I think you're Seriously, right. right? You're right, though. Like, find find like things that you and the wife can enjoy. He's probably going to get a little upset. He'll notice it. So, um, it, worse comes to worse. I don't know if he will he notice it. You. No, he will, and um, he will. If they've been hanging out so much, and then she's starting to like separate and only hang out with his wife, he'll notice. And then if he confronts you and say, "Look, I'm just, I'm sorry, I have a really close, I I become really close with." Monica, if that's right. I have a, you know what I just realized? I just mm. realized. I'm guessing. I don't know. I shouldn't guess. But does Reed have a crush on the wife? Reed, I might need you to call back and answer that because <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion that you might be like, uh oh, I like the wife. 
Like, or do maybe you, she doesn't. you know what I mean? Maybe she just finds the husband annoying. Um, right. Anyway, read callback. Can you give more specifics? This is a good, this is a good debacle that you're in and we want to help you. Pants to the rescue. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, ladies. This is Lisa calling from San Diego, California. I have a quick question. Maybe not quick, but I, I asked it before. I, I just figured you didn't have time for it, or, or maybe it wasn't interesting enough. Anyway, um, if you ladies could have a crossover show, it could be with any TV show, um, be it on Showtime or, or any other network. Which TV show would you love to have a crossover um, episode with? I would love to hear that answer. Hope you guys have a great day. That's really clever. Wait, so so we would be playing our characters, but all of a sudden we would appear on a different show. That's really, really fun to think about. That's a good one. That's a good one. Off the top of my head, and I might change my mind in the middle of this, but I want Shane to work with Walter White in Breaking Bad. Mm, that's good. But you can't just you can't just take your character. You have to take all of us. So we'd all we would all have well, then to be some there. of you don't. Well, then then some of you don't make it. <laughs> that's all I can say. Some of you don't make it, and some of you do. And I can't. And that you know that's up to Heisenberg, not me. And did I make it? Of course you make it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. What yeah, am yeah. I doing you're on safe. the show? Well, I, what am I doing? Je- Jesse Pinkman and I, we make sure that you're safe because, and I'm actually, it's okay. You're safe. I make sure that you're safe. Okay. But what am I doing? Like Alice is what? Is she, she's smoking crack or something. What am I doing? No, you, no, I'm not. Listen, I haven't thought out season one arc yet. I'm just saying <laughs> I want to be in Breaking Bad. I don't know about you. Or I could be in okay. Game of Thrones and ride a chain. Could be riding, uh, you know, my, a dragon. That's my, that's my answer. My answer is to put us on or with Game of Thrones, and all of a sudden, we're it's medieval, and we've got our the same outfits on that we wear on the show today. <laughs> we've been plopped into this world. <laughs> Shane is going to have an affair with T- Daenerys. First of all, how do you? Sorry. You just came in and swept through my idea oh i thought of this okay well then i'm gonna have to kill you i'm gonna have to kill you actually you won't because because when i when i start dating her the dragons and i become friends and those dragons are a little protective and they're gonna i'm gonna be safe over and with the targaryens sorry you can be with cersei I don't want to be with Cersei. Cersei Why? scares me. I feel me. like, you, but you would loosen Cersei up. She would. It's get, not. She's not my type. She would get a. She, she would, needs to she be loosened would, up. But it's not. It's not the job I want. Yeah, but you'd make her laugh. She needs to smile more. Kate, you kind of just like fully <laughs> came in and took. Just like bogarted so, my whole. So upset. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. If you really want Daenerys, then you can have her. I'll romp around with um. Jon Snow and I'm going to be friends with um oh who was that amazing character what was her name she played the knight I loved her it's been so long since I watched it the tall one she's yeah. awesome her, her and I can be friends <sighs> you've basically just put yourself all over the show it's well just like this- I thought of a storyline Breaking Bad's a little harder there's you know it's it's set in real life you know, you're just like anything. in that Bri- yeah, like, Brienne of Tarth. Brienne. Shane and Brienne of Tarth like, are going to open up a pub and Jon Snow oh, and then the fun. three of us are going to go off and 
be the heroes. That's fun. And then okay. Jon Snow and I can fight over the girl in the in the ice that he meets, whatever her name is. <laughs> They're married in real life. I know, but on the show, she died. So, I know. Alert. Yeah, yeah. Leisha's very upset. Oof, that spinoff is not going to go well. Those contracts are going to be hard to negotiate. (laughs) Shane's going to be dead in season two. I'm going to slay you. Hi, Kate and Leisha. This is Nicole. I'm 26 and I live in Williamsburg, um, in New York currently. And to be honest, I felt like it's time to move out of here for a while now. And, you know, as we're getting out of the quarantining phase, um, I've been looking at moving to Los Angeles. And it seems that you both have lived there for some time now. So I was wondering if you would share some of your pros and cons so that I can maybe have a better idea of what it's like to actually live there. I recently visited again um, for maybe the third time. And I still just, I'm still so unsure, but I'm leaning more towards a yes than a no. But I would love to hear your, both of your opinions. So many thoughts on this. Well, you know, I'm going to get really opinionated about this. I am too, but I want to say- Okay, you go first. I want to say that don't move. You don't sound excited to move. First of all, so if you're not excited to move, why would you do it? Because you're, t- you know what I mean. You want to have a well. She sounds. She sounds like she's like I live in Williamsburg. It's not. Uh-huh. You know, she's over it. She's. It's yeah, I don't probably blame her. the I, pandemic must have been very been very brutal hard in, in the New city. York. I agree, yeah. but you know, but you need a better reason than just because the city was hard during a pandemic. And if she's coming, I don't out think here, so. Well, she's come out here and she's still like, I don't know. So if you're unsure, don't do it. Like, like, I don't know. Listen, everyone's different. When I go to a place, a new city or a new, any place new, I know instantly whether I like it or not. Instantly. Mm -hmm. But if you go to LA and you're like, I don't know, I don't really know if I'm into it. Don't rush it. I think she's, she's come out here and what is overwhelming about this city is that it's kind it's so big. I mean, there's so many different areas and places to live, even in Los Angeles. You could be out by the beach. You could be in the hot valley. You can be you in can the be hills. Downtown. You can, you can be yeah. downtown. Don't, don't live downtown. No, um, don't do that. Not coming from New York because you that's like a real city and then you'd be downtown. You, but the LA, LA is about, move, it's about you don't nature. Move to LA. So, you don't move to LA to live downtown. Just don't do it. Right. You move to LA to, to have trees and birds. Yeah. Well, I remember space. the first time I came out here, space, I came out here, I went, I was staying with my friend in her house in West Hollywood and I went out back and she had an orange tree and I picked an orange off the tree, which sounds so lame and like, who cares? But it was really profound to me after living in the city for so many years. I was like, oh my God, I just picked an orange. I didn't like go to the deli to get an orange. Like, it's like, it's all kind of here. Here's the thing that's hard about the city. It's so big. You have to, it's very secret. Like you have to, um, yeah, you have to work for it. It's not all there. You have to work. Yeah. You have to find your community. It's nothing is out in the open. In terms of the, in terms of the community, do you, does she does she have friends out here already? Because I hope so. Yeah, if she's, she's, I bet maybe I bet. usually everyone has like at least 
one or two people they know that live out here that you could call and say, hey, I'm here now. Let's spend time together. You might That friendship might not last, but at least that's a nice introductory landing point. What I would say for anyone who's moving into this town that doesn't have that community is you really have to be patient. It will come in time, but it's not New York where everything's just at your doorstep. Mm-hmm. And it's all right there for the taking. You Like Alicia said, mm-hmm. everything's behind gates and like you have to search for it. And it's just you have to be patient with finding your people. Um, right. And you're also we're all in cars like we're not walking. Then, nobody's walking I mean. here. And you're like, yeah, that's what I mean. It like, takes, you have you're to right. work for it. It takes it does. But it takes a minute. I'm a massive fan of Los Angeles. I whenever I think about moving somewhere else or even if I've tried to like stay somewhere for five months. I'm always so happy to come back here. I think it's a beautiful. We've lived here all like a very, very long time at this point. The weather's beautiful. I don't know. It's just, it's a great place. It has everything here. I never thought I'd leave New York. I was born and raised on the East Coast and New York was my home like through and through. And when I got to LA, it felt so good that I knew it was mm-hmm. the right decision. I can't imagine living anywhere else. I actually have lived longer in the West Coast than I have on the East Coast now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the math. And so just make sure, you know, you're moving here for the right reason. It, it takes a lot of work to live here. It's not easy. And I've seen people like... There is a big thing you have to get ready for. There are people that have given up where they're like, I just can't hack it here. I've seen it. I've known people who've yeah. done it. And it's like, yeah, because you didn't make an effort. And you got to put in the work to make this place work for you. Also, you have to remember that you're always going to have a a car expense, which is something (laughs) coming from the city. You have to like really take in like you have to get a car. There's I mean, we do have one friend who comes here and survives only on, you know, Uber and Lyft and all that. But I think if you live here, it's just it's not realistic to think you can get a car. You'll yeah. be grateful. You but then you have the space. car insurance, you have the car payments. Yeah. It's, you know, you have to just like know that that's an added payment. And don't buy a car on be... Craigslist. Go get a certified oh. car. Don't ever okay. do that. You'll get, you can get screwed very easily. Um, but yeah, you're right. That is a big expense people don't think of. Good luck. We'll see you around the neighborhood. I hope you like it here. What yeah. if she's like, <laughs> thanks because she it. moves and she hates it. <laughs> don't blame us. Don't, don't make us your last, we you know, gave you, well, you can't blame us because we warned you. You know, we told, we got, we we were honest. Mm-hmm. Is that it for questions? I guess, listen, I could do this every week. It's my favorite. Me too. I could uh, do it next week too. Thank you everyone for calling in. We love hearing from you. We love your questions. It's, it's a real, it's a real Yeah, it's a real mixed bag of, of curiosities that are a lot of fun. And thank you so much for calling. It's great to hear your voices. You add a really lovely element for us. And um, till next week. Till next week. All right. Pants. Pants. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Alicia Haley. Produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox. <laughs> <laughs>